Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. LR's. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, tape live the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson, where tomorrow night on the Smash Zone, we're going to watch some more to tell the truth. <laughs> Three of these men are a squirrel. Two of these men. No, it's it's one of these one of these people is a squirrel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bob D. Squirrel. We're going to find out which one on. Hi, I'm Bob D. Squirrel. Sorry, it was in joke. Joke for today. basketball today. Yeah. Shooting basketball today. But tomorrow we are going to watch To Tell the Truth. Yes. Uh, I don't think they ever did an episode where the three people were squirrels or purporting to be squirrels. But, but uh, it should be a lot of fun. Smash Zone's always great. Yes. Um. So, yeah, uh, that should be fun. Uh, earlier uh, today on Going In Raw, we did an episode talking about NXT uh, going back to the old black and gold. Uh, so that's going to be that, that's interesting stuff. We got a new North American champion. We reviewed mm-hmm. NXT. We talked about the AEW suspension stuff. So all that, all the new stuff is in uh, the episode before this one earlier today. Yes. So check that out. This is just AEW Dynamite recap. That's, this is solely and completely just that. We wanted to do an experiment where we wanted to see if we could take a fairly non-consequential episode of Dynamite mm. Mm. and see how far it could go on its own without bolstering in with these yeah, news bits at the beginning. Yeah, we didn't know when we'd be able to do said experiment. Lo and behold, it happens immediately. Um, Tony Khan has bequeathed to us an episode of Dynamite, which really not much happened. <laughs> so the, we were introduced to a faction... They got a name, yeah. And, you know, and Tom Cruise in the news with the uh, with Top Gun, Maverick, and all. So mm-hmm. look uh, elsewhere in his uh, filmography and and get a name for a faction, the Firm. The Firm. I believe there is also a British movie called The Firm about British football clubs because they're called oh, firms as yeah, well. Yeah, I yeah. think it was one of Gary Oldman's early movies. But Tom Cruise clearly was the box office winner between those two movies. I would imagine, yes. And uh, and and yeah, so we're going to talk plenty about the firm, uh, and then of course we know now who's going to be going to Grand Slam to fight for that AEW World Title. 
Mox and Brian Danielson. Yeah. But you have a cool theory about MJF, Larson. What's that theory? Oh, yeah. I still think he's going to cash in that, that Grand Slam. I mean, it, it Mox versus Danielson will be a great match. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but if you really want to get people talking about AEW in a positive light, in a positive mm-hmm. sense, have mm-hmm. something major happen there. Have MJF cash in after, whether it's Mox, whether it's Danielson, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cash in that chip, walk out of Grand Slam as champion, uh, really make it an episode of Dynamite to remember. Because um, I feel like so much of the discussion around AEW is still about Brawl Out, yeah, about sure. the suspensions, about the, the, the fight between Punk and the Elite. And I feel like so much of what's happening uh, uh, on TV is taking a backseat to that. Mm-hmm, and sure. episodes like the one tonight uh, aren't going to change much uh, in that regard because just it just and I understand a couple weeks ago uh, Tony Khan lost uh, four of his top stars to suspension because they just, because the brawl broke broke out after all out mm-hmm, and so yeah. there's a lot of star power missing from AEW right now mm-hmm, yeah. and I understand he's got a, a new champion to crown he's probably scrambling to come up with. Uh, some creative to justify these matches somehow. I mean, like, if you look at the card for Grand Slam, it's great. It is, yeah. It's really good. It's stacked. Yeah. It'd be great, though, if there were some interesting stories being told leading to those matches. And that's the issue, is that there's just not a whole lot of interesting stories being told. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. I mean, MJF coming back is great, and he's, his his two promos he's dropped since coming back have been awesome. He's sort of like the one thing that you can point at and be like, oh, this is cool. But you got... Um, yeah. But you got... You know, like Swerve in Our Glory versus Lucha Brothers was a fantastic match. It was tons yeah, of fun. It was great. I just don't really think the newly crowned trios champion, after you had to crown new trios champion, should be taking losses right now. I, you're or, exactly right. Or two thirds yeah. of the trios champs. I don't think Tony Storm, who just won the interim women's championship, should be taking pins right now. If if there's not like a solid story behind it, because let's be honest, the story here is simply between Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. That was the main focal point. And even that and wasn't was kind of nonsensical. At Clash of the Castle and Bianca Belair ate the pin, there was a total point to that happening. Yes. And it took three finishers from the entirety yes. of the other team to do it. This year we have a similar situation, but there's a lot of differences that that really separate it in terms of it making sense from a story standpoint. The, you know, whether it was Thunder Rosa or now Tony Storm, they really just sort of Tony Khan seems intent on just sort of making Britt Baker still the focal point of the the women's, women's division. I know now if they if if the goal of so the goal of what happened tonight was two goals to establish a bout for the women's title at Grand Slam, and I guess mm-hmm. that was accomplished because mm-hmm. it's going to be Tony versus Athena versus Deeb versus Britt, mm-hmm. and it should again it should be a really good match. It should be a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah. Um. You, there's probably five other ways you can get there mm-hmm. without having Tony eat that pin. Mm-hmm. Um, the story beat with Jamie coming out, taking the chair from Brit, and then hitting Tony with it, and then her Jamie still being upset, and Brit's like, "I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. It just it, it just feel like it kind of it it, it it there's too much ambiguity there without direction. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, Let me ask you something. Do you think Tony Khan has a lot on his plate right now? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he had a lot on his plate before Brawl Out? Oh, yes. Yeah, now he's got even more because I like know. his top stars are in, in, are possibly going to be lost suiting up. 
Um, and, and I don't know if this is the result of that or if this is simply, hey, we've got a loaded Grand Slam show next week. Let's just get there. WWE has been uh, uh, known during, the, you know, oh, especially sure. during, you know, the last couple years with Vince McMahon in charge. Uh, uh, guilty of of go home shows that are less than compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, m- maybe that'll change now with Triple H in charge. But yeah, it, it did seem to be less than inspired tonight. Who knows if that's because he just has too much on his plate with everything going on? I don't know. It sort of, you know, once again validates the idea that he might need some help, creatively speaking. Um, he, th- there's just there's a ton a ton of moving parts, and it's really starting to show. Now, when you have, for example, somebody in our chat earlier brought up and this is it's it's a relatively small thing because it's not like he's in a really prominent position. But that's the thing about AEW is that there's like the top guys, you know, right now we're looking at Mox, Jericho, Danielson mm-hmm. and then MJF and then everybody else with all those titles are just sort of drowning in that in the giant mid card, you know, uh, and and so you have something like Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. who won against uh, Dax Harwood last week. And then this week, he takes a loss against Jungle Boy, who really could take the loss here because, and I know they're building him up, but it's like Jay Lethal has a bunch of other guys, and maybe Jungle Boy is going to be dealing with Luchasaurus. Exactly. He's going to have, you know, obviously he still has Christian on his mind and that nasty loss. He, still, he had the rock tape on, so he's still nursing injuries. You got to see your heroes really get beat up and just having him get beat up at that one pay-per-view and then come back strong against a guy who was just coming off a win and Jay Lethal's a featured guy, you know, and but it's just they don't want to feature him too much uh, because we need Jungle Boy to beat him, even though there's like a million other people that they could have. I know, I know. You know, and it's like a match that I guess the only story beat it really further is, is well, Jungle Boy's on the rebound. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, I feel like he needs to face steeper odds, mm-hmm. yeah. like Lucha. And even if he did win this match, have Luchasaurus come out and attack him again. Yeah, yeah. because it seems if Christian's going to be out for a while with injury, it's still kind of head scratching why they didn't have Jungle Boy win the match at all out. But if, if he's going to lose it all out, he did. Then you got to move right to the feud with Luchasaurus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to to tell that story while Christian recuperates because yeah. Jungle Boy needs to get that win back. And it's not, dude, it's not necessarily about us just sitting here fantasy booking stuff like, oh, we could do it better. I would never want this job, <laughs> you know, and if I had this job, I'd have at least five people sitting at a table and I'd say, all right, you, you got two feuds, you got two feuds, you get, you know, you know what I mean? Like, but it's not, it's just him with his notepad apparently. And it's just, it's obvious because so many of these pieces just kind of don't fit. Yeah. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app. Or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
I mean, um, speaking of like the firm. Um, oh my gosh, talk about a collection of pieces right there. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great talent in, in, in this. Oh yeah, no kind of faction. Faction on retainer. Is faction on retainer. So as yeah. uh, uh, Stokely mentioned, um, if MJF needs them, they'll get together. Mm-hmm, yeah. Otherwise, they go their separate ways and pursue their own individual goals. Now, there is, and, and I'll, I'll I'll bring it back around to, to to the positive here. This can go one of two ways, and I'm afraid it's going to go the bad way. But let me just speak on on how this could go. I think you were remember the the, the show The Mandalorian. We're both yeah. fans of that show. I yeah. think me more than you. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think you mentioned to me that you thought one of the weaker episodes was the one where all the bounty hunters got together and, and Bill Burr was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one with Bill Burr, yeah. Right, and they infiltrated that place. Now, I personally actually really enjoyed that episode because it sort of shows what like the firm could be. You have a bunch of different mercenaries, basically. Yeah. And they're all brought together with the idea in kayfabe that, okay, they're getting paid their AEW contract, but Stokely's offering them a little bit more, maybe maybe just title shots, maybe money. I don't know what, um, but they're uh, They're getting something more out of this yeah. by being MJFs or maybe whoever else wants them on retainer. Um, I think this could be a cool idea because just like in that episode of the Mandalorian, and I'm exposing my nerd uh, uh, credentials here, you had some interesting interplay between the various bounty hunters, between the various mercenaries there. And I think you could do the same thing with the firm if you're if if you want to make it interesting and if you put the time and effort in to make it interesting. I just get the the feeling, I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, what go ahead, inter- go ahead. Well, interject. two things. I think that my issue with that individual episode of Mandalorian is I feel like the Mandalorian overall had too many side missions. <laughs> it felt like it felt like I was watching Assassin's Creed the the series because so much yeah. of the Assassin's Creed game is like you have this macro mission you're supposed to accomplish, but at at every turn, you're distracted by a side mission that takes you away from the mission you really want to accomplish. I, that was mm-hmm. kind of the episodes I, I kind of bothered me about Mandalorian. That's not that the episode itself was bad. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it took him away from kind of like his overall. Anyways, um, I don't disagree with your point. I apologize. I did not mean to misrepresent. Oh, you your did. Views on the Mandalorian. I don't, know if I, I, know, I don't know if I ever expounded <laughs> you know, the upon it beyond just like the whole, meh. You know? The whole series was was just side missions. I the Mandalorian was it was just a video game. But I I really enjoyed it. I know you enjoyed a lot of it too. I did enjoy a lot of it. Um, I don't disagree with your point about some uh, interpersonal dynamic stuff because when AEW is doing things well, what they do well is is, is tell stories amongst people and their dynamics. Yeah. Um, but when uh, they pretty much say in their mission statement, which is generally what that was from Stokely tonight, that um, unless MJF needs them, we're not going to cross paths. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't really give me a whole lot of faith in the idea that we're going to see them mm. in, in any sort of backstage segments. Uh, they're not going to get their own uh, BTE style uh, vlog series. Well, you know, you just like illustrated that. what the. The, the potential for them being poorly used is just plot convenience. Yes. You know, it's like when MJF needs something that warrants many people, we can whip out the firm. And I, I, I'm afraid that that's how they're going to be used. But this idea is a solid one. It's not really one we've seen. It's not. Elsewhere. It's different. And so I think that 
it's something that, like I said, could be interesting. And I hope it's not just used as a, as a storytelling crutch. Totally. And I fear sometimes because there's not five people in a room pitching ideas to the one main guy that maybe that's how it's going to be used. But, you know, prove me, Tony, prove me wrong. AEW, prove me wrong. Hopefully yes, they use it exactly. in an interesting way. Because there's only one person who looked like he was really into being into the firm, and that was Lee Moriarty. He yeah. seemed very interested in being there. And then, like, maybe kind of Ethan Page and the ass boys were like, yeah, whatever. What are we doing here? Yeah, w. Yeah. Morrissey looked like he literally wanted nothing to do with them. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, like, there was some good in the episode. As mentioned earlier, Lucha Brothers versus Swerve in Our Glory was a really fantastic match. I still don't think you should have Lucha Brothers or Death Triangle as a whole taking any losses when they Let just... Let me ask you what. about that. Shouldn't there be something where, like, you, I understand the idea, hey, you can collect all the titles you want, but, like, wouldn't it open up spaces for other people if you say, hey, you win the trios title, you're out of the tag division to allow other people to pursue those titles? And maybe maybe in kayfabe that's not, like, you know, really fostering competition, but just for the sake of featuring other people and avoiding the situation that we saw tonight? Well, I think it's, like, an unspoken thing, or hell, speak it backstage. Hey, mm -hmm. these are our trios champs. You know, unless they're going to have them lose the titles, they really shouldn't be taking a whole lot of losses in tag team matches. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. supposed to be their forte. I understand yeah, right. three participants on per team versus two, but nonetheless, it's not like the Lucha Brothers don't know how to be a tag team. Mm, They're former yeah. tag champions in their own right. Um, yeah, I mean, like as far as how things are booked backstage, absolutely, it should be a thing. Well, these are tri our trios champs. We shouldn't be having the meat pins mm. in a tag match. Uh, main event was really good. Uh, oh, Danielson yeah. and Jericho beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, um, really fun match. Uh, we got a story with Danielson. He's got a bad foot, bad ankle, mm -hmm. or something now. Um, after he's, he's the Jericho best suplexed at making him out it look yeah. real. Yeah. He's the best at making it because, you know, I watched that replay of him going over the top rope and he really does a great job of buckling like you would in that situation. And I didn't I didn't know. I didn't realize that it was I didn't put it together that it was that was fake. That it was a work until they go to that great shot of Jericho's reaction where he's like, oh, I get to take it. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> How would PCO have reacted to that situation? <laughs> And then, and then he would have gone up to the top and just thrown himself onto mm -hmm. a barricade or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Danielson would have moved, and somehow PCO would have landed on the ring steps. Yeah, yeah. I, I love, I love the simplicity of that of that final sequence too. Is that you know they're they're just Jericho's trying to suck the life out of Danielson's foot, basically. Yeah, out of Danielson via his foot. And at one point, I think Shivani said, "God, it's draining just watching this." And I'm like. Yeah. They're doing a really good job of yeah, it is draining the life out of me watching this shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I thought that main event was was really really good. It was really good. And uh, again, Mox versus Danielson next week should be outstanding. Mm -hmm. um, the only question is, is MJF going to win the title there? Full Gear Revolution. I, I love know. the idea of him winning next week because you're absolutely right. It's like number one, Mox. Do we want him to be a three time champion and have another short reign until MJF takes it off him? Danielson, this dude's won world titles at the other place, several other places. Uh, does does he need it right now? Maybe not. He does have that that bump foot now, like you mentioned. MJF, he's the ratings guy. You know, he's the guy now that's he's back. He's hot. Go with your hot hand. Go with the young guy. It, Danielson was just out for like a couple months. I think it was. It was a month or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Like Mox. 
he's I'm not gonna say he's old. I think he's mid thirties or something. Yeah, yeah. But like Danielson, he he, we have no idea. Every match, whenever I look at, whenever I see a Danielson match, I'm just happy to see it because I'm like, I don't know with this guy's histories, with his history. Mm-hmm. MJF is young. Put that title on him now. Don't yep. wait until full gear. Don't yep. wait till revolution. Yep. Do it now. I agree with you. I think it'd be a and great. Have him idea. carry it till his contract's about to expire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what absolutely. You do. That's what you yeah. do. Let's just let's just jump into it. I suppose opening bout. John Moxley taking on Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. A decent enough bout. Um, uh, Towards the end, Sammy's going up top. Moxley hits him and hits a German suplex off the top rope. And then Ty, Mello, Anna Jay, who didn't join Sammy ringside initially, come to ringside. So Anna Mm -hmm. gets on the apron to distract the ref. Ty gets in the ring. She kicks Mox right in the front area. From behind, oh, yeah. From behind, yeah. So it got the balls first, and then maybe the toe. That could hit be some, hit the dickhead. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, Sammy rolls up Mox. Mox kicks out. So Sammy goes up top, misses a swanton. Mox rolls him up, gets a two. They're trading some strikes. Sammy's looking for a GTH, and then Mox gets out of that counters right into a Death Rider to get the win. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, after that, <clears throat> they say backstage MJF is making a scene and demand demanding a mic. And then Dynamite rolls on, so we go, go to commercial. commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're like, well, we're going to commercial now, so uh, when we come back, we'll see how that works out. So we do come back, and MJF comes back, uh, or he comes out for a promo. His music is playing, and he tells the truck, it cut my music. He tells the crowd to keep their mouths shut. He walks to the ring. He says, seven days, seven days, John Moxley. He says, seven days, I haven't slept till we came toe-to-toe, face-to-face, and that's because I saw the look in your eyes. You had the look of a man who had no fear, and that pisses me off. He says, I'm not the same kid I was last time we crossed paths. He makes reference to the MJF 2020 thing. Mm -hmm. That was back in 2019 when they were doing that. He says, I'm not playing a character anymore, but you are. You walk around, big, big, bad mocks, but you're a joke. He says, you know, I I read your book. He says, I especially love the part where you talked about your childhood and you were raised like all these people here in Albany, uneducated, poor scumbags from the sticks. He says, and you got bullied, huh? Uh, he says, you got beat down, you got your bike stolen, and when stuff like that happened, it forces men to put on a front. He says, you know, you built a great character, and the fans can chant your name, and they might buy it, but I don't. He says, Mox is the same scared boy from Cincinnati, but now he can drown all his childhood trauma with alcohol. He says, but I'll give you credit, you kicked the habit, you got sober, and that takes guts, you defeated your disease, but here's the problem. He says, uh, uh, my brain is more dangerous than Mox's disease. He says, how about Mox takes that vacation you were planning? He was planning. He says, if I was him, I wouldn't be uh, uh, into winning the AEW world title. He says, it's my title. When Mox came back from rehab, he told a story about a demon who hung over his head, and that demon told him everything he earned he didn't deserve. It was going to take everything away from him. He says, but if Mox doesn't tread lightly, MJF will be, he says, I'll be that demon. And I'm a demon Mox can't slay. He says, now let's get down to business. A young group of gentlemen helped me get that chip it all out. And he introduces the first stable on retainer. He says, first up, my best friend, a man who has more talent in his pinky than this entire crowd has in their bodies, Stokely Hathaway and the firm. (laughs) So Stokely leads the firm to the ring, takes the mic from MJF, and then MJF just leaves. Um, Stokely says, it's not Sunday, but you're about to hear some gospel. Some time ago, I flew from Orlando to New York to meet with MJF. This man was disenfranchised. He wanted to quit AEW, 
But he told Stokely, told MJF that if he quit, that he'd be given all the people what they wanted. But he said, hey, how about you come back and get what you want? So he says, we're MJF's support system. And while we get more opportunities from themselves, uh, they'll come together when MJF needs us. Otherwise, we'll go our separate ways. He says, I'm not a publicist, a manager, or an assistant. I'm a friend. A friend who can make anything happen. Everything I've done since Double or Nothing has been a con to infiltrate the system. He says, there's not one rock I haven't unturned. There's nothing like good old flash and blackmail. Um, and uh, says, that's what gets him up in the morning. He goes person by person down the line. He says, Morrissey, you just want to do what you want to do, and I love you. And he gives him a hug. Gives him a big hug, and Morrissey does not reciprocate the hug. Not at all. Um, he says he, he thinks it's time for Lee Moriarty to become a huge star and to bring some honor back to the pure title. He says, uh, for the guns, they're not boys, they're men, and they no longer want to walk in the shadow of their broke-ass daddy. They want to become tag champs. He says, now I've known Ethan Page for more than 10 years. We've been best friends, bitter enemies, and Ethan wants to represent Canada and win the All-Atlantic Championship. He says, we are the firm, and when we're around, you have two options. Either run with us or run from us. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yeah, so we'll see how this all plays out. Um, I did, I did, I did kind of like how he said, you know, because some people were asking us, well, why, why isn't he with Jade? And the idea is, he got to AEW, he made the rounds, he, he, like he said, he infiltrated various factions. He mentioned watching episodes of Living Single with the House of Black. Yeah, that was good. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, so I think, you know what, dude, if anybody can make something out of this, if Stokely somehow to able to get, I don't know, like even three minutes a week backstage I know. where he's able to sort of show the, the personal dynamics between members of the, of the firm, if they're going to be like around each other, mm -hmm. or if, like you said, they're going to be like, you know, they're just sort of going to coalesce. They're going to do separate things and they're going to coalesce when they're needed. Yeah. Um, I don't I guess you can't really do that, but. 
if, if they do that, then we're not going to get that. But you know, I'd like to see something here. You know, yeah, I know. Rather than just a plot device to help out MJF when it's necessary, convenient. I know, I know. Mm, uh, one yeah. thing I, I failed to note in MJF's promo when he's talking about his brain being more dangerous than Mox disease, he said this goes for Jericho, it goes for Danielson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pruitt mm-hmm. saying yeah. you don't want to mess with my smarts, you know, essentially. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, after that, we had a Jungle Boy video pa- <clears throat> video package. He says, I've signed an open contract for a Mitch. And then Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutton's uh, Satnam Singh <laughs> Sanjay, respond to this. Sanjay Dutt cracks me up. Oh, he's hilarious. He just he's kept, really on, kept on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. God, he's uh, with the camera. It was great. He's like, he's a boy. He's not a man. He's a boy. Jay Lethal's a man. Jungle Boy's a boy. <laughs> Then we had Jungle Boy versus Man Jay Lethal. Uh, Jay Lethal lost this though. Is this uh, all about? Yeah, no, it, it was good stuff. Uh, Jay Lethal uh, tapped out to the snare trap. Of course, he had his dudes trying to help him out as well. Didn't really, no, didn't really help all that much. No, I think all that Satnam did was was get in the way while Jungle Boy was trying right, to do a suicide dive. Yeah, and I think Sanjay got on the on the apron once and got punched off. But like if one way or the other, you got to have Luchasaurus get involved in this because you got to advance that story. Mm-hmm. And this didn't really advance much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a quick little training session montage with Hook and Action Bronson. Action Bronson did all the talking here, most of the talking. Mm-hmm. Says they're going to whoop 2.0's ass next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Alex Marvez says, when you think New York, you think pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to the top pizza maker in all of wrestling, Luigi Primo. I make a best pizza. <laughs> now, <laughs> um, <laughs> Luigi's work has been all over Twitter in gift form. Yeah. Uh, dude could do some incredible things with pizza dough in the ring. Well, the best of pie. It blows my mind <laughs> when he's doing all sorts of technical wrestling moves while, while keeping that, that pizza crust going. Oh, because he make a best of pizza. Thank you, Steve. So before you can say much of anything, (laughs) Ethan Page comes in, super kicks Primo, and he's like, I'm going to do something no one else does around here. Take this seriously. And who steps in, of course? Dan House. Yeah. Yes. And then Ethan's like, oh, man. Uh, He's like, uh, he's like, I'm going to take on. I'm going to take out the, the, the court jester here. Yeah. At AEW. And Dan House at first doesn't understand his time. He's like, yeah, we should get that. We should get that jester. He gone. And then he realizes it's him, so they're gonna have a match on Rampage. Yeah, I did, Primo sell the super kick was fucking hilarious too, because like he's already he already has like some wild eyes. Yeah, <laughs> and so when he goes down, it was like kind of slowish motion. I don't know. That was that was just so funny to see him. It was so shocking. It he's really like, was. When you think of New York, you think pizza. I make a best pizza. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, I'd love to see man. Luigi Primo on uh, to tell the truth. I'm oh. Luigi Primo. I'm a Luigi Primo. <laughs> oh, I make a best God. pizza. Oh my God! Uh, number one, uh, do you make a best pizza? I make a best pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Uh, so then we had a Darby Allen on Nitro Circus recap. He'd got like a little uh, what they call big wheels, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's this giant ramp, and he rode down the ramp. And then the first time he missed the jump, second time he hit the jump, and it was a, a deal anyway. So Matt Hardy has a promo afterwards, and he's like, hey, what you did there, Darby, was insane. When it comes to doing crazy things, you're really up the ante, and I appreciate that. And as an OG member of Team Extreme, I know I'm talking about, he says, I've been one of your greatest rivals and your greatest partners, but now I'm trying to claw my way back to the top. 
And that's why I've challenged you, Darby Allen, to match on Rampage. Rampage, yeah. No deletes from from Matt I Hardy. liked Matt Hardy's shirt with like oh, it says Hardy and it's got all a bunch of different mats on it. All the various iterations cool. of yeah. Matt Hardy. Yeah, that dude is a master of reinvention, but I think he just, he he's just prime Matt Hardy. He's primo Hardy now. Oh, God. Number one, do you make a nice pizza? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs murdered a man, uh, Matt DiMartino. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this match was very quick. It was. It he was make a best spine buster. <laughs> like a corner splash, spine buster, Hobbs wins. That was oh, pretty much man. it. Yeah. And uh, so he grabs the mic. The crowd starts chanting, we were, we want Ricky. Hobbs gotten so fucking good on the mic, man. They just need us. I don't know. Ricky's back now, and that's great. I love Ricky Starks. But at this point, I'm just like, put a rocket to the back of Hobbs and just shoot him to the fucking moon, man. Hobbs He's is great. great. Hobbs is yeah. great. So he says, at all out, I defeated Ricky Starks. He says, don't get me wrong. Ricky's tough. Been with him for you know forever. So 21 months, I think. Twenty. Yeah, I think he said 21 months. He said, but at all out, it only took me four minutes and 35 seconds for me to win. He says, now that that chapter is closed on Ricky, it's time to open up a new chapter in the book of Hobbs, and it starts tonight. And then we see Starks pulling a, a Razor Ramon. I'm sorry, a Scott Hall walking through the crowd down to the ring, and then uh, he sprints past security, gets in the ring, blasts Hobbs with the mic. Mike gets out. Uh, uh, sorry, Hobbs get Mike. Hobbs gets out of the ring. He was already bleeding. Like I think when he hit that spine, he hit that spine buster yeah, he so like, hard, he like bit himself in the lip or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oof. Anyways, something I don't know what happened, but yeah, he was bleeding from the mouth a little bit. Yeah. Uh, then we had a death triangle promo. Uh, Pac says there's no not a man who can deny their momentum, and then Alex says, "Hey, I got us a tag title shot tonight." And then this is from earlier in the day. And then Pac says, "All right, the time is now." Penta says they're the best tag team, and Phoenix says tonight we're going to be champions. I love when Penta wears the mask, but then with the black turtleneck gold chain combo. Yeah. Looks amazing. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, anyways, after that, we had the Lucha Bros versus Swerve in Our Glory. Uh, the winner of that match faces the acclaimed at Grand Slam, of course, because they're the next in-line contenders. They're doing the make good at Grand Slam is what they're doing. Yeah, no. They call it the acclaimed Swerve in Their Glory, too. But really, this is the make good match because the acclaimed, acclaimed should have won those won titles in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. This is a really good match. A lot of crazy oh, stuff. I mean, Penta phenomenal. did a, a, a destroyer on Keith Lee off of Phoenix's back. I mean, it was this crazy stuff. Phenomenal. Phenomenal really great. stuff. Really yeah. great. Uh, the finish saw Lucha Brothers looking for a fear factor. Swerve pushes Phoenix off the top rope, and then Lee hits Penta with a big bang catastrophe to get the win after their victory. The acclaimed walk out, and Caster says, cut my music. Mm. And you tell Swerve that you interrupt my rap again. I'm going to beat your ass next week mm. at Grand Slam. The uncrowned champs will become tag champions. That is right. I like that. He was all business. He didn't come out and do a clever rap on him. He just said, if you do that again, I'm going to beat your ass. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that'll be that'll be really good stuff. Uh, after that, we had a Death Triangle interview after their loss. The Lucha Bros walk past, and, and Marvez... Uh, says something like, uh, oh, a, a bump in the road there yeah. for the the, uh, the death triangle. And Pac's like, oh, bump in the road, Maves. He says, I remind you that we're a trios champ. I'm the old Atlantic champ, first time, first double champ. He says, put some respect to my name and mind your business. And then out of nowhere, Orange Cassidy just clocks Pac Whoop with an orange punch. He goes down hard. 
And then he says, double champ, huh? Not for long. And then after that, we got Tony Storm and Athena doing a promo. So Tony says, Britt, you took out Sheeta. Uh, but Athena is more than capable to step in. And Athena says, yes, I've been brushing, flossing, having an apple a day to keep the DMD away. But tonight we're doing this for Sheeta. And then Tony asks Britt, if, why doesn't she have anything better to do, like maybe figure out uh, your deal with Jamie Hayter? Uh, she says, Britt is useless without Jamie. And her and Athena are going to enjoy this. Britt and Serena Deeb, not so much. I do appreciate that they moved Athena straight from the Jade Cargill stuff to this stuff as opposed to just sort of lingering doing nothing because yeah. that kind of happened to ruby soho like she she was featured in in you know whatever scene she was in i think it was the jade stuff and then she just sort of disappeared mm -hmm. uh and then she came back and now she's gone again but that's probably because of the broken nose uh yeah. anyways we have that match next serena Deeb and Britt baker versus tony storm and athena again there's a lot of really good stuff in this match yeah yeah um I finished, saw Britt throwing Athena into ring steps. So Deeb is looking for a deep tox on Tony Storm. Tony escapes. She's looking for a German suplex, but Deeb blocks it. So while that's happening, Rebel gets on the apron to distract the ref. Britt uh, gets on the apron holding a chair, and then Deeb pushes Tony into the chair. Mm -hmm. Deeb rolls up Tony Storm to get to the win. Afterwards, mm -hmm. Athena gets back in the ring, and she just lays out Serena Deeb. Britt then super kicks Athena. She gets the chair, brings it to the ring, and then Jamie Hayter runs out, takes the chair from Britt, and then she has like a second of, oh, am I going to hit Britt with it? No, and she hits Tony Storm with it. Mm -hmm, and then yeah. and then she storms out of the ring, and Britt's yelling at her, I said I'm sorry. Yeah, which really, that's so backwards here. Jamie Hayter needs to get over the fact that this was a single, this was like a every person for themselves match. That's true. Britt really shouldn't have to be apologizing here. Nope. Uh, anyways, after that, we had a, a Mark Sterling, Josh Woods promo. They're talking about the Wardlow stuff, and they're just hyping up the TV title match that's coming up on Rampage. Mm -hmm. And then we had our main event. We Chris did. Jericho versus Brian Danielson. Somebody here in chat mentioned this, but I kind of agree with it. I feel like this match was better than their pay-per-view match. Yeah, I thought I know so, that too. That was, like, sort of... It was a not a gimmick match, but you know, it was a pro wrestler. It was like, oh, I could be a better pro wrestler yeah, than you yeah, get yeah. the Lionheart. I just like this straight up match between two dudes who are doing the best they can within like what they can do best. And I thought they told a, a better story here than they did at the the pay per view. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, so uh, Daniel Garcia is watching this backstage, and I love at the at the end after Danielson wins, he just kind of turns towards the camera and does this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, that was bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that was pretty good. That was gonna be meme to hell too. Oh, I know. that was pretty. Yeah, he's like, oh, that was pretty good. Um, so the, yeah, these two guys just beat the hell out of each other. Uh, kind of the pivot point in the match. Uh, Jericho suplexes Danielson to the floor, and Danielson's really selling ankle. Aubrey goes checks on him. Uh, she calls for the trainer for Doc Sampson. Uh, Danielson takes off his boot, or sorry, the doctor takes off his boot, and then Jericho realizes, oh, I have. A huge mm. target attack, and he just literally stares yeah. at the foot. And he has the higher ground. That's does that, and he just goes over, and starts punching the foot, kicking it, bow, just hammers bow, away bow. at it, puts him in a figure four around the ring post, hits a chop block, shin breaker. He's looking for another. Uh, Danielson tries for a comeback there, hitting some elbows, and he tries to kind of like hop across the ring to hit a D plus. Can't do it. Uh, Jericho locks on walls of Jericho. 
transitions to a single leg crab. Danielson's starting to crawl towards the rope, but Jericho uh, brings him back towards the center of the ring, puts on some spinning toe holds. Uh, Danielson, though, boots him into the corner, gets a roll-up, gets a two. Jericho hits a dragon screw, locks on their figure four, and they're just punching each other uh, while Danielson's in the figure four. Eventually, he reverses that into a label lock. Mm-hmm. Jericho tries to get towards the ropes. Can't do it. He has to tap. Um, and then afterwards, Mox comes to the ring. He and Danielson have a bit of a stare down. Danielson extends his hand. Mox shakes it. Yeah. That is going to be a good one, man. That's mm-hmm. going to be a really good one. And, yeah, we'll see about uh, that MJF situation, man. I think you might be onto something there. Uh, let's take a look at some of our questions right here. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. For most of our recaps, we have questions threads. And uh, and we got a bunch to choose from here. First mm-hmm. up, David Matushik says, if Mox and Danielson are in the final of the tournament at Grand Slam, whose side should Regal choose? He looked concerned tonight. Regal looked concerned. When uh, Mox went down there, he stood up and was like, oh, no. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. dear. It was a look yeah. on his face. He didn't say that. It was just, oh, dear. Look no, that's what the look said. The look was, oh, oh dear. dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, I don't know, because like, uh, he's basically Danielson's mentor. Oh, it's May the best man win. Yeah, but he totally. is. He seems. I think he's closer to Danielson. Yeah, but yeah, I think oh, he's pretty no. tight with Mox though too. But anyways, as yeah. he said during the match, he was like, "Yeah, I'm kind of concerned about it, but hey, at least one of us is going to be champion." So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh wow, Blake Whitehouse says, "Which AEW wrestlers would be better off creatively in Impact?" And you can't say all the women not named Britt. I would I would actually say Athena. I would mm-hmm. say Athena. I think that they would probably they would probably make great use of her. Like yeah. just great cuz there are some fucking wrestlers in their women's I know, division. I know. Man. I mean like the last two uh women in Impact who have made, had pretty significant debuts, Masha. Mhm, yeah. I mean she's going to win the title from Jordan Grace at Bound for Glory. Yeah. Yeah. And then Killer Kelly. Yeah. In terms of the presentation Ooh, All that, it's yeah. been top notch. And then before that, Mia Yim, her presentation yeah, sorry, yes, was Mia oh Yim's my presentation God. is outstanding. Yeah, Impact they know they know how to do a lot with the limited resources they, they do, have. and and they and they, really they know how to do creative in in the women's division. Yeah, totally. They got a solid women's division and a solid tag di- women's tag division yep. too. Yep. Yeah, they kill it over there, man. They, they do. Kill it. Um, Alex Foster asks, what other random workers in NXT should get matches? I say the janitor should face Andre Chase. So we just saw Hank Walker, security guard. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, developmental talent, moonlighting as security guard. Oh, now he's got, I saw the digital exclusive. I saw he's got a contract now. Giving him that contract. Yeah, there yep. was that one poor poor guy on the, on the right-hand side who went in for a handshake, and he was no-sold by Hank Walker, so he just went... We did this. He went, yeah, good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what other random work in NXT? Uh, let's see. So I guess you can't do security guards anymore. Is there somebody in catering? Perhaps. That yeah, could, maybe that catering. Could, maybe yeah. catering. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Luis Areza said, what other activities did Stokely Hathaway do with other members of the AEW roster? He prayed with Miro. Good. I think he prayed with Miro Good. and then was kind of confused when Miro was just talking mess about God. He was like, I thought we were going to pray to God, but you're just, 
You're you're really just ripping him a new one. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Maybe he was just, he was doing whatever best the best friends do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're just hanging, just doing. They just kind of sit know. around and, and just like like what did they do when we were sitting next to him in Starcast? They, they were just, just kind of sitting there and they would kind of just talk every now and again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh man, Gregory Faella says, "Is there anyone who looks or sounds more like a Game of Thrones personality than Pack?" I'd say no, but Miro gets close. Yeah, Miro does get close. Miro gets damn close, man. Yeah, and uh, Malachi when he's around. Uh, oh, this is a good question. Moses opposes. We should do this in the form of a power rank. Sure. Because he asked, "Do you think each of Stokely's people in the firm?" Meet their goals in the end. So before we power rank, let's review. Morrissey yeah. just wants to do what he wants to do. I Lee mean, Moriarty. Yeah. Hold on. Lee Moriarty wants to be pure champion. Yeah. Uh, Ass Boys want to be tag champs. They're lowest. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ethan Page wants to be all Atlantic champ. So number one's Morrissey. That's obvious. Yeah, right. Cause... Because it's such a vague, nebulous idea. That even if he doesn't show up for work ever again, you could say, well, he's doing he's doing what he wants to do. On the other hand, if they show him each week being in a situation where he's just exacerbated by whatever situation he's in, then maybe not. The other things are more tangible. Uh, but I get your point. Yeah, you know, if the dude ends up, if, if, if at any point he ends up laying somebody out just because he feels like it, which is entirely possible, he wins. Exactly. I think uh, number two, uh, Lee Moriarty is going to get that Ring of Honor pure title. That's mm-hmm. going to happen. I think that's going to happen. Probably. I think everybody's going to accomplish their goals except for the ass boys. I could see uh, Ethan Page getting the All-Atlantic title. Yeah, I could see that too. I could see. I think Moriarty has a better chance at the Ring of Honor Pure title than Page has at the All-Atlantic title. Um, But yeah, Morrissey won, Moriarty two, Page three, ass boys a distant fourth. Yeah. 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 I think the distance between Moriarty and Page is not that vast. I agree. No, I, I agree with that. I think Page is a terrific talent. It's just, and I, the same could be said for Moriarty. I'll sort of believe it when I see it, but also like being in Ring of Honor, there's a lot less competition there for that pure title, I feel. I mean, Amanda here says, I would mark out if Ethan wins the All-Atlantic title at the Toronto show. It's true. They do oh, have a show yeah, there Toronto. you go. There you go. That could be. Uh, Mayor Planets Houston, who does MJF have a better shot of taking the title off of Mox or Danielson? MJF has a better shot at getting well, the Well, I mean, title here's the thing. If he has a match, I know, I know Punk beat Mox one-on-one, which shouldn't have happened without Punk having to cheat. Mm-hmm. Uh, nonetheless, MJF will cheat. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of evens the playing field if, there is, if, if, and that's an if, there is any sort of power rink discrepancy. MJF is a pretty leveled up wrestler in his own right. He is. Um, but if, if like, you know, if Mox, say Mox hadn't lost to Punk, um, and the and the match, say Punk was out for a lot longer, well, Mox are going to be champ for a bit. Uh, hey, he'll drop the belt to MJF. Um, and Mox still wanted this huge run. I could see MJF giving him a competitive bout by having to cheat to win to make it. And it'd be totally believable, of course. Mm hmm. And like like going along that thread, the one thing that commentary pointed out, I think Regal said it, and Taz was like, "Oh yeah, totally," is that Mox is the last guy you want to get into a street fight with. Well, that's totally true, 
which to me means Mox is more savvy when it comes to potentially people cheating to win. Danielson more focused on the in-ring professional wrestling aspect of it. I feel like MJF has a better chance of taking advantage of that by cheating than than Mox, perhaps. Well, also, now there's potential that Danielson's going into Grand Slam with a bad foot. A bum wheel. That seems to be the thing. Everybody's got a bum wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. We'll end on this one uh, from Nikhil. He says, what's the best theme song ever for NXT? So for the show itself or just or for the wrestlers? Well, let's do both. What's the best uh, theme song for the actual show? Not the one where the intro everybody lip sync. It's no, it's not. It's the roar of the crowd. Yeah, that was right. it loud. There was a period where they seemed like we're changing that song every six months. Yeah, they were. Yeah, but the we are not your kind. That's not a terrible one. It was just yeah. A I just, terrible I just didn't video. like the lips. The lip sync. The lip sync like was terrible. Yeah. I don't like that one. Yeah. Uh, the best individual Oscar. wrestlers. Oscar Nakamura. Oh, there's Glorious, too. I, and then and there's the thing. There's Mal, There's Aleister Black's, too. I know, I know. Those are four classic There's Undisputed Ear. Ember Moons. Yeah, Ember Moons was great. There, It was a banger fest. Even, like, you can go to Kevin Owens. That's Bailey's, I mean, Bailey's NXT theme was really good. Yeah. Sasha Banks' was really good. Yeah. But I, I would, I think that if I had to pick one, it would either be Oscar or it'd be Alistair Black. It'd be one of those two. It would be one of those two. I'm going to give the edge to Nakamura because when he won that title for the first time at Takeover Brooklyn Two, we were there for this. It was very fr- fan friendly. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody, Everybody was. was singing his song in the concourse yeah. on the way out of the Barclays Center. Glorious is so good, though. Glorious was very good. But then it, then they, he got brought to the main roster, and then his, his character was just glorious, and, and it kind of, I don't know, it kind of ruined it for me a little bit. Yeah, I know. No, I, really I, can't I, I feel that song you. Much but anymore. you know what it was? It was when I went back and played uh, the Steve Thunder stuff on 2K, and I feuded with Bobby Roode. And I, I played it again, and God damn it, that is it's just really a, good. It's such a good, such a good. It is really song. good. It is really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh me. man. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, leave your comments below on the YouTube if you're listening to us in the audio realm. Do us a huge favor. Leave us a rating, review, or a comment. Uh, we really appreciate that. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.